Welcome to the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast, where you'll learn the secret sauce, what it really takes to build a thriving mortgage business doing what you love without relying on cold calling or annoying realtors. And now, let's join your host, Doran Aldana. Hey, everybody. Doran Aldana coming at you from MortgageMarketingCoach.com with another Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast episode. And today, we're going to talk about how to be peaceful, powerful, and productive in the face of problems. How's that for a PPP? P3, baby. So we're going to talk about how you can show up powerfully and resourcefully in the face of problems. Because let's be real. In this business, you will face problems. As uh, I heard from a client just recently, this business is an absolute nightmare for a bipolar person because of all the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride with closing deals and losing deals, with having a deal in the bag and then no, you don't. And so we have these emotional roller coaster experiences in many cases. And how do we anchor ourselves in a place where we can be peaceful and powerful and resourceful in the face of all this turbulence? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. How you can source how you want to be and who you want to be in the face of any circumstance. So to frame this conversation, to frame this conversation about what it means to be powerful in the face of problems, a question for you. What if you could be peaceful, powerful, and productive in the face of any challenge that comes your way, in the face of any problem that comes your way? What possibility would open up for you if you cultivated that habit, you cultivated that beingness, no matter what comes your way. What freedoms, what options, what choices, what experiences, what kind of influence, what kind of leadership would open up to you? What kind of impact, what kind of results would open up to you when you could actually cultivate your problem-solving muscle in such a way that no matter what comes your way, you're bigger than it, you're stronger than it, you're more resourceful in the face of it and so that you can feel the way you want to feel even when you don't have congenial circumstances. I mean, just imagine that for a moment. Step into that for a moment. What would life be like if that's who we, you were? That's how you showed up in the face of turbulence. I don't know about you, but I get fired up and excited about becoming that kind of person, becoming that kind of father, becoming that kind of husband, becoming that kind of leader, becoming that kind of employer, becoming that kind of person who makes a difference in the world in spite of challenges. In fact, uses challenges as opportunities, uses challenges not as a stumbling block, but as a stepping stone to propel higher, to move towards the desired outcome. So, If you're with me on that, you're going to love this conversation because this is really about how you can become the best version of yourself and use those challenges to propel you to your greatness, to propel you to your purpose. Sound fired up and excited? I don't know about you, but I am. So let's talk about this. So what has us feeling bad, disgruntled, negative, worried, fearsome, uh, or fearful, overwhelmed, perturbed, and disturbed? in the face of problems, when problems show up. What has us feel how we don't want to feel? Because let's be real. Problems are the fabric of life. It's just one problem to the next. You're either dealing with a problem 
or another problem is just about to come your way. It's like the ebbing and flowing of the tides, is it not? You're either in the middle of a crisis, you're just finishing up a crisis, or another crisis is coming your way. That's just life. It's the ebb and flow of life. And what we need to do is find a way to feel the way we want to feel in spite of that. But what has us not feel that way? What has us feel negative and perturbed and disturbed in the face of all these challenges? Well, I would submit to you one of the reasons for that is we have a belief system that says problems shouldn't be here, that I shouldn't be dealing with this problem right now. I should be moving on to bigger problems. I should be moving on to different problems. This problem shouldn't be here because I'm better than this. This problem shouldn't be there because my employees are better than this. Because, frankly, it's supposed to be easier than this. We have a presupposition that says this problem, these problems should not be here. Have you noticed? So what does that do? That presupposition sets up a frame, sets up a context where all of a sudden we're resisting the problem. And now the problem is causing suffering, but actually we're causing, causing suffering upon ourselves by the belief system we hold about the problems. You guys with me on that? Because we're resisting. We resist tends to persist. Have you noticed? So let's be real. When you lose a deal, when you have a deal go sideways, when you have a client who does not comply with what you're asking them to do. They're not submitting their docs or they're not answering your phone or they go to the bank or they get poached by your competitor or you have a realtor get poached by your competitor and they go elsewhere. They find someone who's cuter, faster, sharper, better, whatever, and they leave you for someone else. They're disloyal. Whatever the case is, you feel a sense of loss, do you not? More often than not, when we feel bad about the situation, it's because we're framing it in a way where it's loss, where it's um, something that we had and now we lost it, something we expected and now it's a disappointment, right? And so we feel bad naturally because who wants loss? Loss is a terrible feeling. The ultimate loss is losing a loved one, losing you know, a family member or a friend. That's the ultimate loss. There's not much that's worse than that. But then losing a deal is also on the same spectrum, maybe not as extreme, but it's still a nasty, yucky feeling, right? So what do we do with this? Is that just the only way we can feel around it or are there other possibilities? So what if it was possible to hold that problem, that loss in a different perspective such that you felt differently about it, such that you felt maybe even grateful or had a positive expectation or saw it as an advantage, or saw it as a stepping stone as opposed to a stumbling block, saw it as a set up as opposed to a set back. You guys with me on this? So what if these problems were something you could be grateful for? Imagine that as a possibility. Do you think that might shift things for you? But Doran, how am I going to feel grateful for losing a commission on all that time and energy I just put in? How am I supposed to feel grateful for that realtor who was sending me literally six figures a year in income and now they're gone and sending it to someone else? How am I supposed to feel grateful when this client got poached by a competitor? Well, that's a good question. 
What can you feel grateful about that? How can you use that to your advantage? That's what we're going to explore today. How can you have a champion level mindset, a champion level perspective that actually allows you to squeeze as much profit producing, peaceful, productive, powerful nectar out of that problem as possible? That's really what we're talking about today. And that's really the difference that makes a difference between the high achievers and the mediocre majority is how they deal with problems. Do they use them to their advantage or do they let them kick them in the nuts and have them feel sorry for themselves like a victim? You tell me. You know intuitively they use problems to their advantage. And if you want to be a champion, if you want to achieve at the highest level, you need to learn how to do likewise and condition that muscle. It is indeed like a muscle. How do you condition it? So I'm going to give you some things to think about on that. The first thing I want you to think about is that the meaning we attach to the problem determines the feeling we get from the problem. The meaning we attach to the problem determines the feeling we get from the problem. But Doran, what do you mean by that? Doesn't it just automatically mean that life sucks and woe is me and, you know, that this is terrible and this is a setback and I just lost a deal and I just wasted a bunch of time and I just lost a commission. Doesn't it automatically mean that? Well, no, that's the thing. It doesn't automatically mean that. There is no meaning in that problem inherently. You can give that same problem to a thousand different loan officers, a thousand different mortgage pros, and you can get hundreds of different perspectives on the problem. Some people would say, why me? Why now? Seriously, why do I keep attracting so much, so much challenges? Why is it so freaking hard? Will I ever get ahead? Why are these realtors so disloyal? Why are clients so disloyal? And then at the same time, we have another uh, loan officer, another mortgage pro who sees it with a total different perspective. How can I use this to get better? How can I use this to get stronger? How can I use this to move towards my goals? All of a sudden, they have a different meaning attached. You see that? So nothing, this is worth writing down. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. Nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. Does it really mean it's bad? Well, who says? You say. Depends on what you say. If you say it's bad, then it's bad. If you say it's good, then it's good. It depends on how you attach the meaning to it. That's how powerful you are. We are meaning-making machines. Every single moment of every single day, we are making meaning to our experience, to our situations, to our challenges. And that meaning determines how we feel. So what if that loss, that so-called loss of a deal, is a lesson learned about to be captured, a lesson learned about to be gleaned, that it's an opportunity that's about to blossom and burst forth in your life if you will use it, if you will look for it, if you will capture it, if you will seize it? What if it's there to help you move towards your greatness? What if it's there to give you the lessons learned, the insights, the wisdom, the skill, the knowledge, the leadership to propel you to your greatness, to propel you to your, to your purpose? What if that problem is there to make you stronger, to make you wiser, to make you better? What if? Can you see how that changes the meaning? Do you notice already how that meaning, that shift in meaning from something you resist to something you embrace 
shifts how you feel about it. And notice you're in charge of that. You decide what it means. That's how powerful you are. How powerful are you willing to allow yourself to be? That is the question. How powerful are you willing to allow yourself to be? Are you willing to step into your power? Step out of victim mode, being a victim of circumstance, a victim of the market, a victim of realtors, a victim of clients, a victim of all these things outside of you that you can't control and step into the power of taking 100% responsibility for what you think, what you believe in, the meaning you attach to your experience. Notice you have 100% control of that, don't you? How awesome would it be if you took 100% control of that and you stepped into your, your, your warrior self, your warrior S self, your power self, as opposed to your wimp self. And you boldly and powerfully dealt with challenges in a resourceful state. So your emotional home was resourcefulness, joy, peace, power, productivity, positive expectation, enthusiasm, determination, as opposed to life sucks, woe is me, this sucks, I'm a victim story. Notice which one's more fun, which one's more enjoyable, which one's more life-giving. You get to choose, friends, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, you get to choose. Isn't that great news? See, the bad news is you're the cause. The good news is you are the cause. Either way, my friends, you are the cause. And if you're like me, that is good news because you get to create whatever life you want to create. And you get to create whatever experience you want to create no matter what the circumstance. You're in control. You're in the driver's seat. Isn't that great news? I don't know about you, but I love that. The second thing I want you guys to embrace and consider is that beliefs determine your feeling. They determine how you feel in the face of challenges. So let me ask you a few questions. Do you see yourself as powerful and resourceful when it comes to problem solving? Do you see yourself as a powerful and resourceful problem solver? Do you see that as your identity? When you think of yourself, do you see yourself that way? Because if you don't, there's your opportunity to build up that identity. Do you see yourself as powerless or powerful in the face of your current challenge? Think about a challenge that you're facing right now or one you're facing that you faced in the last week. Do you see yourself as powerless in the face of it or powerful? Do you see yourself as capable to overcome it and put it under your feet and eat it for frickin' breakfast? Or do you see yourself as being bitch slapped by it and being a victim of it? How you see yourself makes all the difference. Do you see yourself as bigger than your problems? Or do you see yourself being smaller than your problems? Do you see yourself bigger than your problems? Or do you see your problems being bigger than you? If you see your problem as being bigger than you and you're just a little grasshopper and your problem is a big giant, you're, not, you're never going to have the boldness, the audacity, the courage to face it powerfully, are you? And you're going to be defeated before you even get into battle. How well does that work? If you're in that place right now, how's that working for you so far, as Dr. Phil would say? Chances are not too well, right? So how can you 
step into that warrior self instead of the wimp self. It comes down to your beliefs about yourself, your identity, how you see yourself in the face of challenges. You might need to weed out some lim limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Do you embrace problems or do you resist them? Do you embrace them as an opportunity or do you risk them, resist them like the plague? How you see and how you believe about problems dictates whether you will embrace them or resist them. And how you embrace them or resist them will determine the outcome. Whether they kick your ass or you kick ass, one way or the other, something's going to happen. You want to either be on top, you certainly don't want to be on the bottom. But either way, something's going to come on top. The problem's either going to defeat you or you're going to defeat it. And it's going to come down to your belief about yourself and problems. So beliefs determine your feeling. And your feeling determines how you show up in the face of that challenge. The third thing I want you guys to think about is that questions determine your feeling. Notice I gave you some ideas and some um, insinuations about this earlier. That the difference between the victim and the victor isn't the problem or even the amount of problems or the size of the problems, but the questions they ask in the face of them. You see, the better the quality of question you ask, the better quality of answer you will get, just like a computer. You give a more specific query, you'll get a more specific answer. You give it a more uh, quality query, you'll get a more quality answer. Poor quality questions equal poor quality answers. So how, here's, a, here's a question you may want to consider asking yourself instead of the typical, woe is me, why me, why does this keep happening, why now, why do I suck so bad, why do I keep failing, none of those questions serve you, do they? Why do realtors have to do this all the time, why, do client, why does this always have to happen, notice all that does is get you sucked in the downward spiral vortex of victim mode, playing the victim story. And notice the feeling of that. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. It's like living hell. It's terrible. But so often we are victims of our own story, of our own making, living in a prison of our own making, perturbed and disturbed by meanings of our own making, and we don't even realize it. So what if you were to embrace better quality questions? Like, how can I use this challenge to make me stronger? How can I use this challenge to my advantage? How can I use this to get better? How can I put in policy, procedure, protocol to prevent this in the future? How can I use this to propel me towards my goal? What is my goal? What is my outcome? How can I use this towards getting me to my outcome? What lesson do I need to learn from this so it will propel me towards my goal of whatever it happens to be. Notice, now you're using it as a stepping stone as opposed to letting it be a stumbling block. Just by shifting the quality of your query, the quality of your question. Isn't that cool? Such a simple shift makes such a big difference. And the fourth thing I want you guys to think about is physiology. Physiology determines feeling. So, Notice how what you do with your body when you feel like shit and you feel like a victim and you feel like woe is me and problems are kicking your ass. 
Notice how you, what, what are you doing with your face? Are you smiling or are you frowning? Are you, is your head down or is your head up? Are, are your shoulders caved in or are they rolled back? What about your breathing? Is your breathing shallow or is it deep? Notice what you're doing with your body, with your posture, when you feel like shit and life is kicking you in the ass, right? Now notice how you feel when you're feeling powerful and resourceful and productive in the face of the challenge. Notice what you're doing with your breathing then. Deep breaths or shallow breaths? Take three deep breaths right now even and test it out. How do you feel right now? What about if you put a smile on your face and you raise your countenance up towards the ceiling? How are you feeling right now? How about your shoulders back while you do that? So you have a smile on your face, you're breathing deeply, you got your chin up, and you're rolling your shoulders back. How do you feel now? Notice the instant difference in how you feel. Notice how you don't do depression, pardon me, you don't get depressed, you do depression. You don't get worried, you do worried. You don't get overwhelmed, you do overwhelm. It's an emotion, same thing with powerful. You don't get powerful, you do powerful. Imagine you're a superhero and you've got a cape floating in the wind from your back and you got your shoulders back. Notice how you feel now. Nothing changed to your circumstance, did it? All of a sudden you feel powerful. That's how powerful you are, friends. You can choose at any moment to shift your feeling just by your physiology. Take a deep breath. You can do a power move. I like to do affirmations in the morning and act and anchor it to a power move. So I'll just do something like this. Yes, I got this. Yes, I'm the best, right? You just you get yourself anchored in that powerful state. Now you can take on the world. Just something simple like that. All of a sudden, it's like an electricity bolt running through your body. That's how powerful you are. You get to choose your emotion. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, you are 100% in control and responsible for your emotion. You're either going to live as an effect, as the effect of circumstance, or as the cause. Either way, friends, you are the cause. And that's the opportunity, and that's the challenge. And that's how you can turn every challenge into an opportunity. The fifth thing I, I want you guys to think about that determines feeling is self-care. Self-care. The best way to win, the best way to be generous is to take care of yourself. You want to be stingy and steal the gift of giving and contribution from those you care about, from those you serve, from, from those that you're called to contribute to. Put self-care on the back burner. Self-care is not generous. Lack of self-care is not generous. If you sacrifice your self-care to serve others, and that's your excuse, that's the stingiest thing you could ever do. Let me repeat that. If you sacrifice your self-care because you're too busy serving other people, that's the stingiest thing you could ever do. Because when you're running on fumes, you got nothing left to give, nothing left to give, do you? You're running on fumes. You're depleted and defeated. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're not feeling good. You're starting to live out of obligation. You're feeling disgruntled. You're feeling defeated. You're feeling lack. You're feeling uh, uh, scarcity, limitation. You don't have anything to give. You're running on fumes. What if you put yourself first and you made it a priority to get a seven hour sleep every night? Get up in the morning, do some meditation, some education, some visualization, some affirmations, 
some going to the gym and exercising. Take care of yourself. Fuel yourself first. Fill your cup first so you can now bubble over and be a bubbling brook of contribution to others because you're filling your cup first. Are you making self-care a priority? Are you getting adequate sleep at least seven hours? Are you exercising? Are you taking time in the morning to create a miracle morning where you're priming the pump for the day, doing affirmations, doing visualization, doing some kind of education, doing something to fill your cup first, fuel your fire, and get yourself aligned in a place where you can really serve at the highest level. Because if you're not, you're cutting yourself short and you're cutting those you care about short. And you deserve better and you know they deserve better. You with me on that? So that's how you can show up powerfully in the face of challenges is fill your cup first. Have you noticed when you feel great in your body, you feel positive, you feel upbeat, you feel a sense of vitality, you feel energized, you can conquer the freaking world. Have you noticed that? Because you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. You with me on that? And lastly, the sixth thing I want you to think about is your daily rituals determine your feeling. We've kind of alluded to this already. Your daily feeling determines Pardon me, your daily rituals determine your feelings. So it's not enough to want success. It's not enough to want a full pipeline. It's not enough to want to double your income and double your time off. You've got to have rituals that support it. You can't want a champion level result and have a chump level routine. That's not going to work. You can't give minimums and expect maximums. That's not going to work. If you want a champ level result, you've got to have a champ level routine, a daily routine. You guys with me? So we've talked about the Miracle Morning routine. There's a great book called Miracle Morning. I recommend reading it and adopting the principles in your morning routine. Go to bed earlier, wake up earlier, make your mornings count. What if every day you had a marvelous morning that created a marvelous day that set you up for a masterpiece day every day? I'm big on affirmations, visualization. I go to the gym, I listen to inspiration, motivation, education while I'm exercising. I have cold showers because I like shrinkage. No, I don't. I do it because it's great for my health. It's great for my wealth. It builds up that warrior mindset within. I can conquer anything. If I can do a cold freaking shower in the morning, I can conquer any challenge that life might throw me that day because I'm comfortable being uncomfortable because I'm training myself to be a warrior. I'm training myself to overcome any challenge, any resistance, even if it's not comfortable. I got this, baby. I got this. I have an affirmation. I'm a warrior. I'm a champion. I'm a dream achiever. I'm a gold crusher. I'm a winner. Do you think that identity might make a difference on how I show up in the face of challenges? You better believe it. So I hope you guys got something from this conversation. I want you to just write down one thing you got from this that you're going to adopt in your life. Maybe you need to take, do something for your self-care. Maybe you need to start doing some exercise instead of making excuses. Maybe you need to take some time out to do some meditation or some visualization or some affirmations. Maybe you need to write down some quality questions you can ask yourself in the face of challenges to step up and boldly embrace them powerfully and resourcefully instead of playing the victim role. Maybe you need to start using your physiology and doing some deep breathing and doing some power moves. Take one thing, one thing you're going to take away from this and apply it to your life. It's not enough to know this stuff. you got to do it. It's not enough to know that exercise and good eating is going to get you healthy. You actually have to do it. Knowing about it doesn't change your life. Doing about it is the only thing that changes your life. The biggest gap in life is the gap between that which we know and that which we do. The champions do. 
the mediocre majority just know it, but they don't do it. And they wonder why other people are surpassing them and creating extraordinary lives. Why not me? Because you know it, but you're not doing it. That's the only difference. They're no smarter than you. They're no better than you. They just apply better. That's the only difference. They want it more. They got a fire in their belly. They're willing to pay the price and you're just willing to talk about it. It's time to start walking about it, not just talking about it. So if you guys want to learn the secret sauce to taking your life, your business to the next level, if you want to get clarity, crystal clarity like never before on where you are, where you want to be, and the shortest path to cash to get there, I invite you guys to go to mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. That's mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. And let's link up for a conversation on the phone. And let's see if we might be the right fit to be the catalyst for your breakthrough. It's 100% complimentary, no strings attached. Again, that's mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. My name is Doran Aldana from mortgagemarketingcoach.com. Thanks for hanging with me. This is the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast. Thanks for being with me. Peace.